sing with us. As we go into this next song, this Christmas song, let's celebrate the hope that Jesus brought when he came into this world. And God knowing, the world knowing what Jesus came to do later on in life. Amen. Let's sing. Here and now, light in the darkness, here and now. Hope for the hopeless, Emmanuel. Here and now, you kept your promise. Here and now, you proved you for us, Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Come on, he was a miracle. Miracle, a miracle. The King has come to dwell with us. The Son of God, the Great I Am. Oh, the King has come to dwell with us. Yes, the King has come to dwell with us. The angels sing our highest praises. The heavens song of salvation, Emmanuel, Emmanuel, miracle, a miracle, the King has come to dwell with us, the Son of God, the great I am, oh, the King has come. To dwell with us, yes, the King is come. To dwell with us, hope is alive, hope is alive, hope is alive forever. Oh, Jesus is here, Jesus is here, hope is alive forever. Oh, hope is alive. 
says hope is alive. Amen. We thank you, Jesus, that you are the hope that is alive, Lord, not only for this five-week period that we know is the Christmas season, but, Lord, you are alive forevermore. And at 365 days of the year, Lord, 24 hours of the day, you are the hope for your people. You are the hope that we run to the tower of refuge, of strength. Lord, you are our everything, always, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hope is alive. Lord, we, we come before your presence this morning with gratitude, Lord, to say thank you, Lord. Oh, we sing to Jesus. Come on, sing this with us this morning. So worthy every song you could ever sing. So worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. So worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. So, can't say, Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say, be of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. Come on, sing holy. Holy, there is no one like you. Come on. Come on, let him know. That's right. Open up my eyes, come on. Who you are and feel with your heart and leave in your love to those around me. Oh, he's worthy. Sing it, come on. So worthy of every song we could ever sing. praise we could ever bring home. So worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. His name is Jesus. Oh. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say.
Today, church, let's just make this powerful declaration from the depth of our heart. Amen. Come on, let's sing it together and sing. Come on, say, I will build. I will build my... Come on, say. Your song. It is a firm foundation. I will put my trust in you. Come on, sing it out. Come on, say out. Heart and lead. 
Heavenly Father, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing, Lord. We thank you for the grip you have over us here in your house, Lord, because while the world is out there during this cold winter month, God, thinking about loneliness, thinking about all the stress, about all the things that we've got going on, Lord, we know that here in your house, we stand on your firm foundation, Lord. We stand on you. We stand on the rock of salvation. We thank you for that this morning. It's in your precious and holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Now, church, we are still in this season of Advent, so would you help me welcome our sister Sharon Delfield to the stage to come give us our Advent reading. You may be seated. Perhaps you've heard in your lifetime the words, never talk to a stranger. While that is a careful word of warning, our season of Advent causes us to prepare for Jesus' coming in a unique way. We are on the lookout for those that we don't know very well because we offer hope. We open our hands and our hearts to share love. We make a space to talk. And in doing so, we find ourselves recipient of joy. On this fourth Sunday of Advent, we light the candle of peace. When he was grown, Jesus gathered his disciples and instructed them to spread out among the cities, proclaiming the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near and those who generously welcomed the disciples into their homes were blessed with peace. That's in Matthew 10, 7 through 13. Often when a host or a hostess throws a party, they offer a gift or a small favor of some kind to those coming into their home. Yet it is God who offers the gift the favor of his peace to those who practice hospitality in his kingdom. On that starry night, to the frightened shepherds, the heavenly host joined the angel of the Lord, declaring glory to God in the highest heaven and peace among those who God favors. Luke 2:14. As we've been preparing for Christ's coming, Christ is preparing to come and to give us a gift of his favor, his peace. We need a visitation. If ever in our world there was a time for God's penis and strife, mount to frightening levels. When the end of our rope is frazzled and frayed from too much hanging on, we need the promise of the grown-up baby in the manger. Peace I leave with you, and my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives, and do not let your heart be troubled, and do not let it be afraid. John fourteen twenty seven. This is what lies in store for those who love 
one another who entertain angels without knowing it is the peace of Christ. We give glory to God for peace. Sharon. Hey, church, let's take a moment and let's greet each other as our time of worship comes to an end this morning. Good morning, church. Is it on? Okay. Man, I love it when we... I don't think it's on. Well, good morning, church. Man, how are we doing this morning, New Beginnings? We're doing good, man. It's so exciting to be in the house of the Lord. My name is David Sanchez. I'm the youth minister here at New Beginnings Church. And my name is Lena Mazarinich. I think so. Can you all hear me? Okay, perfect. Just want to make sure. I wasn't sure. But my name is Lena Mazaranich. I'm one of the volunteers here at New Beginnings. Yeah, and before we get started with anything else, we've got a couple quick announcements for you guys. Lena, what's happening in the life of New Beginnings Church? Oh, man. Well, we are just getting started on all of our December events. I know Friday night we had our Christmas social. I heard it was amazing. Oh, it was, that jazz band is so beautiful, man. I know. Oh, jazz. Great. Man, I love jazz. I think it's so cool. Well, church, we just want to remind you that also tonight we are having our Christmas program, which is super exciting. It's going to start at 6 p.m., and it's going to be led by our very own children's ministry Mm. with with our children's director, Jessica Ramirez. So, church family, even if you don't have kids in newbie kids, we still want to welcome you to come because this is just an amazing time to really see the light of Christ shine through these kids. I know Absolutely. they have been practicing hard. They've been, they, they have been practicing long, and it's going to be an awesome service. Absolutely. And, you know, church, this is one of those events that I always say is one of those great evangelistic events because this is mm-hmm. one of those things where you can just invite people, just bring them like, hey, guys, it's going to be there's going to be music. There's going to be some a little, a little bit of acting. It's going to be a great thing, a great production put on by the kids like anybody would love to come and be a part of that. So invite invite your cousins, invite the nephews, invite the nieces, bring the whole yeah. family. It's going to be a fantastic place where new people can also uh, experience Christ if, if they haven't. Uh, and so, again, be here at, for that at 6 o'clock p.m. Uh, yes. And, yeah, we're very excited for that. What else do we got going on in the life of New Beginnings? Oh, man. Well, Christmas Eve. Y'all know, do you guys know what day that is? December 24th. 24th. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Forget every year. You know? <laughs> I know. It slips my mind. We are going to be having our Christmas Eve candlelight service. It's going to be next Saturday, and it's going to be starting at 5 p.m. church. I don't know about you, David, but I look forward to this service oh, every yeah. year. It, oh, my goodness. It always brings me to tears when they turn down the lights in the oh, house. Yeah. And Pastor has one candle lit. And just to see how just lighting one candle after another just lights up the entire room. It is such a beautiful, uh, symbolic 
um, view into how Christ lights up our lives as well. Absolutely. And it also makes for a great Instagram post if you're into that when you take a oh, picture yes. of all the lights. <laughs> that uh, too. But seriously, church, that's also <laughs> another great evangelistic opportunity, a great moment. There's a lot of people who kind of only come to church this time of year. And so what better thing for us to do than to say, then come to my church, come, come to our church, and let's keep this family growing. And, we're, and again, that's going to be on the uh, 5 o'clock p.m. on the 24th. We are so excited for that. And just as a reminder, our service on the 25th is 100% online. Uh, we, we firmly believe, church, that one of the most important things for us as Christians is to minister to those around us. And how many of us know that? Sometimes it's a little hard, but we do it. We do our best, but our family is super important. So church, let's take this 25th to minister to our families, to be there with them, and to uh, do service online at home together as we continue to celebrate this season. So that's going to be next week. Uh, keep an eye out uh, on, for the, the Facebook live stream, the YouTube, all of that stuff. It's going to be on the church website. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, and also on the 28th at 7 p.m., we are doing our Lights of Remembrance uh, candlelight service. And so be here for that as well. Yes, and church, we say it every week, and it's because we mean it. We would not be able to do this without your faithful offering and givings. And so we have our ways to tithe up on the screen behind us. You can text to give. We have tithing boxes at every exit in the sanctuary. You can also give online or through our app. If you need any assistance in setting it up, don't worry. We've got you. I know that there are plenty of people in the mall who can help you out as well, but church, we cannot do this ministry without your support. So Absolutely. thank you. Thank you all. Um, I think that's all that we have for announcements yeah, that this is morning. It for our announcements. So now would you uh, help us welcome our senior pastor, Richard Mansfield, to the stage this morning. What a joy to be able to have you here on Christmas week. What great events have been taking place. Church, I'll tell you, New Beginnings Church is such a phenomenal, loving, giving church. On Friday, over at God's Warehouse, we gave out 5,000 pounds of food. And here at New Beginnings, and here at New Beginnings, we gave out 16, over 16,000 pounds of food we had 45 volunteers working in the frigid cold. It was, I think, 32 degrees, but blessed hundreds of families, and it was amazing. And I don't know if you know, we send uh, 20 boxes to Clagato, Arizona. We have a church in Clagato, Arizona. It's just a little over two hours from here, and we've been ministering to our congregation there. It's a Navajo congregation, and we've been helping them out, and it's been a real blessing. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And yesterday we gave out 100 uh, food baskets, Christmas food baskets, with a big old ham and a big old chicken and all the fixings for a Christmas dinner. So guys, you guys are amazing. Uh, under his construction, had an amazing weekend. They had Journey to the Cross, and it was just a really, really beautiful event out at their uh, property out on 2nd Street and just there was a lot of neat things happening on Friday night we all got to hang out to jazz music and uh, got to just enjoy each other's company and tonight I hope you're going to be here at 6 p.m. 
Tonight, I hope you're going to be here for the children's program. It's at 6 p.m. What's What time is it? 6 yeah, 6 p.m. So be here. Invite a friend. Bring your loved ones to be able to celebrate. There's a really neat play put on by adults. Then there's a children's ministry singing and worshiping and us. And it's just going to be a great time. And I really hope you bring your friends out, your loved ones, to be able to be a part of that. Uh, can I have uh, Steve Stewart join me real quick? Like Steve is the uh, founder and organ, uh, the, the CEO of Impact Nations, and they have a special gift they want to bless us with, and, and we've been partnering with them with different things. Morning. Good morning, Steve. Hi, everyone. If we could put that slide up. Um, the slide of the QR code for the nativity story. There it is. Um, I just wanted to, first of all, I have just had the most wonderful year with you guys, and um, when I'm away, it's because I'm really away, but whenever I'm in town, I'm here. I just, uh, I wanted to give you a small gift for Christmas. Um, this is a short ebook on the nativity, but I think it'll really open up all kinds of aspects about Jesus to you. So if you want to take your phone out, it's okay to take your phone out in church. Uh, take a picture of the QR code, and um, I don't even know how they work. Yeah, just aim your camera at it, and then around your cam, uh, your the the QR code, it's going to be like a little block. You can tap that, and it'll download that book for you. There you go. Yeah, Thank you. You can sit with your family and uh, and read it, and, and just have a great time. Yeah, and it's illustrated, so it's good for the kids too. Uh, or you can just go uh, impactnations.com slash nativity ebook. The other thing is that <clears throat> out uh, in the mall, we've got uh, catalogs, and some of you have received these already, but if you haven't, um, with the last week, this is a great last-minute uh, Christmas present thing. The, the, there's stories all the way through, and then there's, there's opportunities for you to give. You can... You can rescue a, a young girl off the street. You can uh, get medical care to people. But there's also these little stocking stuffers, uh, as little as $5. But uh, if, you, if you do it, there's instructions. You can send it to your Uncle Fred as a, as a Christmas present, and we'll send that to you. So God bless you. Thank you, Steve. God bless you guys. Guys, today I'm, I'm sharing... Uh, God's gift of joy. And I think people really mistaken joy for an emotion or a feeling. And even though there's emotions and feelings that can be tied up in it, but joy is not about an emotion. Joy is not about a feeling. Joy is not about this thing that you, you get goosebumps and you're just like, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy. You could be broken and still experience great joy. Joy is having God's strength to face Anything and everything that you're going through, and it doesn't come by what you have, but it comes by him giving you his love. And if you have joy, the world can't take it away. Nothing can take it away. It's a joy that strengthens you. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16, it says, always be joyful. Always be joyful. Rejoice always. Just always have joy. And joy doesn't last if, if, if we expect it uh, 
to get it because it takes place at a certain place or, or from a certain person, or it, that, that's not a lasting kind of joy. It comes from the Lord. And the joy that came, uh, that they experienced in the first Christmas story is still available to us today. And I want to talk about that. So, Father, in Jesus' name, help us to understand how to embrace joy, how to receive joy, how to really take hold of joy and let it take hold of us so that it will carry us through the greatest and the most difficult moments of our life. And I pray this in Christ's name, amen. In the book of Romans, chapter 15, verse 4, it says this. Paul writes, such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. So he's talking about the scriptures of old, and these stories were written to teach us. And he says, and the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. So see, the word has been given to give us joy, to give us hope, to give us encouragement, to help us through the most challenging times of our life, to be able to carry us and just sustain us. And everything that happened to them can happen to us. So I want to look at five different people today, or not five different, but five truths that we can see about joy, five truths that bring you joy. And the first truth that we learn about joy comes from the shepherds, the shepherds. We were talking about the shepherds the other day, and, and, and we were talking how the shepherds were not very respected people, and the shepherds were not really looked upon as very credible people, and, and, and they didn't have a whole lot of good news. And shepherds had to have, must have had kind of a boring job because they were taking care of the sheep during the day, and, and if you've ever been around sheep, they're not super exciting animals. They just kind of, you know, look around, munch away at the grass and drink water and sleep. And at nighttime, it's got to be even less exciting because they're asleep, and the only thing you're doing is watching to make sure no wolves or lions or bears or anything come in and try to take the flock. But, but you've got to understand these, these shepherds were out in the field. And they're out in the field, and all of a sudden the angels appear to them. So we have to understand one of the truths is that joy is here. Joy came to them. Joy is right now. Joy was where they were. It wasn't something that they had to search for. It wasn't something that they had to go to a certain place to get. It wasn't something that they, 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 they couldn't receive. It's not a place or a person or a thing, but it's in the Lord. Look what it says in Luke chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. It says, And that night there were shepherds staying in the field nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly, and I talked about this last week on suddenly. It says, Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. But they were terrified. Suddenlies happen in our life. I talked about the suddenlies. Suddenlies could be really bad news or really good news. You could be going about your business and enjoying your life and just having a wonderful time and everything's going just great and suddenly someone wrecks into you. Or you go to the doctor and you're just going for a checkup and suddenly they give you horrible news. And all of a sudden you're doing just happy and you're, you're getting everything ready for Christmas and, and you're singing and got Christmas songs and suddenly you get a phone call. That's someone you love. 
just passed away. The suddenlies of life come, but suddenlies also bring great news. You could get a phone call and say, guess who just had a baby? And you're like, wow. And guess what? Somebody just got a wreck, but they walked away, not even a scratch. And you go, praise you, Jesus. Suddenlies could happen of all different walks of life. Maybe someone even here today got engaged over the weekend. You were there walking through the, the, the journey to the cross and in that cold weather and and he knelt down and he goes, will you? And you go, I do. <laughs> the suddenlies of life catch us and sometimes it brings incredible joy but other times it's overwhelming pain and, 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 and the, the shepherds were in this field going through their everyday life when suddenly something happened that had never happened before. Suddenly, the angels appear to them. Suddenly, the radiance of God's glory is around them, and they're scared half to death. But joy was there. Joy came to them. Joy arrived. And we need to understand that joy is here. Let me tell you something. You might be going through a challenging time right now. There's a lot of brokenness at the holidays. I was talking to some people at my doctor's office uh, and I minister at my doctor's office. I, I was there for, for a shot that they had to give me. And, and when I talked to them, I, I've done five funerals for people in their office. And I said, how are you doing? And she said, really bad. And her son was murdered earlier this year. And I said, I just want you to know I'm praying for you. And we're having a light to remember in the service. And if you don't know what Lights of Remembrance Service is, for those loved ones that have died and you come and honor them and you revere them and, and we have a picture of them and we have a service where we ask just God's radiance to come among us. And I was just praying with them and encouraging them. And she said, well, I'm not celebrating Christmas this year, but I am celebrating Jesus. And I said, Sylvia, that's the joy of the Lord. Knowing that even in the darkest, broken, hardest time of your life, God is there. See, there's an assurance of his presence. And though they were terrified, God showed up. And there's times you and I are terrified and we're broken and we're hurting and we're overwhelmed. But I'm telling you, God is showing up and he's going to take care of you. Another thing we see from the shepherds, a second truth about joy that comes from the shepherds is that joy is sent. Joy is sent. God sent it to the shepherds, and he sends it to us. They're just kicking back, minding their own business, thinking, and all of a sudden the angels show up, and they're scared to death. And as they're scared to death, look what it says in verse 10 through 12 of, second, of Luke chapter 2. It says, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. We talked about that last week. And he said, I bring you good news. Good news. I bring you really good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly 
in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Now, I don't know about you, that would have even been kind of a confusing message to me. The king of glory was just born, and you're going to find him in a manger. <laughs> you're going to find him in the barn. He's not even wrapped up in a beautiful blanket. He's wrapped up in just strips of cloth. But man, this is good news. This is the Messiah. This is the awaited one. This is the Lord. This is the one that you've been hoping to see. He's come to you. Some of us have been crying out, God, I need you. Oh, he's here. And he has sent his spirit to be with you. He has sent his spirit to minister to you. He has sent his presence to comfort you. Pouring and pouring and pouring out and you're doing this and doing that and doing that and you still feel just as empty as when you started. Because it's not something you work towards. It's something you cry out to. It's not by ignoring the bad news of the world. I have joy because I don't watch the news. I have joy because I don't listen uh, to the news or I don't read the paper. (laughs) I wrote the paper the other day and I said, I want you all to know something. They did a really neat story this week of a ministry here in town. And they went and fixed their heating and their water supply. And I thought the Barrett House, it's a shelter for mothers and children. And I thought, thank you, Jesus. They even called it the Christmas miracle. Because people don't do good deeds all the time. They just don't know about New Beginnings Church. They just don't know about God's warehouse. They just don't know about frontline resurrection ministry. They just don't know about under his construction. They don't know about some of the ministries that we are involved in and we take place in and we uphold and we make possible of how we're changing lives and bringing joy to people because we're pouring ourselves out. It doesn't work by ignoring things or by doing things. God wants to send you joy into your life. But a lot of times we miss it. We miss it altogether. He wants to send his presence and his love and his mercy, and we miss it. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verse 17 and 18, it says, after seeing him, the shepherds first, they heard that news, so they went looking for him. And it says, after they saw him, after seeing Jesus, after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone, everyone what had happened. And what the angels had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. (laughs) They were filled with joy. Joy is here right now. Joy is for us. Joy is for us to experience. Joy is for us to take in. Joy is for us to hold on to. Joy is for us to hold us up in our hardest times, and to just carry us in our greatest. Man, what a joy to know Jesus. Joy is here. Joy is sent. Joy is shared. It's important that we do that. That's why it's so important, just like the shepherds went out, you need to go out and call your friends, text them, say, hey, There's a really neat Christmas program tonight at our church at 6 p.m. I'd love to have you here. 
We're going to have a really beautiful program. It's ministry program, but I'm also going to be sharing the word, and I'm going to be preaching on don't miss Christmas. And there's some of your friends that are about to miss Christmas because they think it's all about the trees and the gifts and all of the hoopla, but they don't understand it's about the joy and peace and love and grace and hope that we find in Jesus Christ. And we need that so desperately. So invite your friends. Invite them to come. Invite them for all the activities we're having. We have postcards that have the rest of the week's activities that we're having here. There's something for everyone, and that's going to be glorious. Joy. Joy is here. Joy is sent. Joy is shared. And then we see the truth about joy in the wise men. Joy is a journey. Joy is a journey that that starts out, the wise men started out in the far east. They saw his star and they started in that journey. Scholars believe that they were traveling for up to two years. And we always say three wise men. Tradition has three wise men. The Bible just says the magi or the wise men were traveling, but you need to understand that they were very wealthy For them to be able to go on that journey and take as many people as they did, scholars believe that they might have had up to 40 people with them. They had to finance that trip. These were people that were searching for a long time, and scholars believe they might have been searching up to two years. That's why King Herod had all the children, all the male boys two years of age and under murdered because... They had been searching that long. And all of a sudden, they make their way to Jerusalem, and then they make their way to Herod's palace. And they go, hey, we've been following his star. We've been on this journey for joy. We've been coming to see the newborn king, the king of the Jews. We've been coming to see him, and we brought him gifts. And Herod's freaking out like, what? I'm the king of the Jews. I'm the king of the Romans. I'm the king. It was kind of like the Wizard of Oz. If I were the king of the forest, you know, he goes, I'm king. Who in the world made him king? What do you mean a new king's been born? That's why they went to the palace, because they figure a king would be born in the palace. And they go, he's not here, so let's get the religious leaders. The religious leaders come, and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, the Messiah, he's supposed to be born in Bethlehem. They're supposed to be, he's supposed to be coming from Bethlehem, from the house of Judah. Yeah, that, that's where he's going to be. Now, I don't know about you, the shepherds were thrilled to death and they were overwhelmed with joy when they heard that the Messiah, yes, the Lord, yes, the Son of God was born. They were all excited and went. Here the Magi come and say, hey, we've seen his star and we've been following his star and it led us here. We are looking for the Messiah, the King of the Jews. And the religious leaders, Herod got all uptight, so Herod brings in religious leaders. He goes, maybe they know what's going on. And they go, oh, yeah, 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 the Messiah, we know where he's supposed to be born. He's supposed to be born in Bethlehem. And he's supposed to be, and he's supposed to be, and he's supposed to be. They knew all the details, but did they get all excited like the shepherds? No. 
Instead, they got all bummed out, like, oh, man, this guy's going to threaten our system. We got a nice little click going on here. We got a nice thing, man. We sell sheep, and we sell offerings. We sell turtle doves, and we sell grain, and we sell all these things at, 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 the, at the temple, and we're making a lot of money, and, man, he's going to mess everything up. Instead of them being filled with joy, they're bummed out. So's Herod. But look what it says about the, the wise men. Look what it says about the Magi in Matthew chapter 2, verse 10. It says, when they saw his star, <laughs> they were filled with joy. They went to Bethlehem and they see the star. And they go, yes, we're here. We've made this journey. We've been seeking and looking for the king of glory. We've been looking for the Messiah, the Lord himself. And we're here. They were filled with joy overwhelming joy. Joy is a journey. Sometimes we start off and joy's here for us and we're there going. But man, sometimes we're searching and we're going and we're going and we're going. And man, you go from one thing to another and sometimes you get more disappointed. But finally, they get to see him. Finally, they get to receive him. Finally, they get to hold him. Finally, get to come before him. And the reason they think they were three wise men because they brought three gifts. Frankincense, gold, and myrrh. But there was a whole lot more. You see, they knew that they were in the presence of the Almighty. The wise men knew. They knew what they were searching for. And there's a lot of people that are broken, and they don't understand because of the brokenness. Out of their brokenness, they think there's no joy. Out of the brokenness, they don't know if there's any hope. But let me tell you something. In the book of Psalms, chapter 30, verse 5, it says, For this anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Because weeping, weeping may come. Weeping may last through the night. But joy comes in the morning. Joy raises me up. Joy wakes me up. Joy takes me to, into his presence. And he says, it's all right. I got it. I got it. I got you covered. God's got this. And if you let him have it, you experience joy. You don't get all happy. It says, it says the first, very, very first passage I read in, First Thessalonians says always, he said always, always, always have joy. Always rejoice. He, he says always. That's in the good times and the bad times. How do you rejoice in bad times? You say, God, thank you for being with me. Thank you, Lord, that you're with me. Thank you, Lord, that you haven't let go of my hand. Thank you, Lord, that even though my husband wants a divorce, even though my wife wants a divorce, thank you, God, even though my kids are all messed up and on drugs, thank you, Lord, even though my daughter said she's pregnant or my son said he got someone pregnant, thank you, God, even though I'm in foreclosure, thank you, God, even though I've been told I have bad health, God, thank you, no matter what you've been going through, God is there and joy comes in the morning. He's going to help me through this. I'm going to get through this because if God be for me, nothing can be against me. So he's going to raise me up. Man, in John chapter 16, verse 20, it says, Jesus says, I tell you the truth. You will weep and mourn over what is going to happen to me. This is right before his death. He goes, and the world's going to rejoice and you will grieve. But your grief will suddenly, here it is again, your grief will suddenly 
turned to wonderful joy. I'm telling you, some of you are going through one of the hardest times of your life right now. You're broken. You're hurting. You're overwhelmed. You're broken and you're thinking, God, I need you so desperately. I want you so desperately. I want you, Lord. I need your strength. Lord, I don't know how we're going to make it through. And he says, I got this. He says, give it to me. I'll give it to you, and I'm going to carry you through. I'm not going to abandon you. I'm not going to neglect you. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm going to be there for you, and I'm going to see you through. Joy is a process. It's not just a moment. It's a process. It's not just a situation. It's found in the Lord. And when we get there, joy takes us from glory to glory to glory to glory. You learn a little more and you get a little stronger. You learn a little more and you get a little stronger. Think back of some of the things that used to knock you off of your feet. And now you look at it and you go, God, you remember when we used to freak out when that would happen? You know couples that are going through stuff right now. And you've been married a while. And you look at them and you go, man, I'm praying for you. You're going to get through this. And they're freaking out because they're newlyweds. They've just been married a few months or a few years. And you've been married for some time. And you're saying, it's going to be all right. You're going to get through this. Or you're a parent. And you're of a newborn baby or, or a young child. And, and you're freaking out because you don't know and have all the answers. And some seasoned mother or father comes alongside says, that's all right, you're going to get through this. You're going to get through this because there's a process we go through. We've got to understand that. Look what he says in Psalm 148, verse 13. He says, let them all praise the name of the Lord, for his name is very great, and his glory towers over the earth and heaven. Man, you need to know that joy, Jesus, God is towering over your situation. He's towering over what you're facing. No matter what you're going through, what they are, I don't care what your problems are, God is towering over them. He's got you. He's got you covered. He's protecting you. He's shielding you. And he's going to see you through. But you've got to take that first step in that journey towards joy. That first step is always the hardest step. It's like, oh, here I go, here I go, I don't know, never mind, never mind. How many times have you said, okay, this is it, I'm going to do it. Okay, take a deep breath. Oh, no, 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 I'm not ready yet, I'm not ready yet. Some of you this morning, coming to church. Like, man, I haven't been to church in a long time. I, I ought to go to church. No, no, maybe, oh, I don't know, I don't know. What are they going to say? Oh, who cares what they say? I'm going to do it. No, I don't know. Maybe so. Oh, no. Man, you struggled. You struggled. It's like, come on. You got to do it. Take that first step. That first step where you cry out to God because you realize that joy is here, that joy is sent, that joy is a journey, and you're saying, thank you, Lord, because I'm now on that journey. And then it brings me to the fourth thing that you see about the truth that you see about joy, and it comes through Simeon. And, and, and we learn from Simeon that joy is somewhat scary. Joy is scary. Let me, let me tell you what I mean by that. Simeon was a, a priest, and he, he ministered in the temple, and he 
said, I won't die until I see the Messiah. And he has been waiting and waiting. He was way up in his ears now. And when he sees Mary and Joseph come into the temple, he's like, the Lord speaks to him and says, that's him. And he's like, man, I get to see the Messiah. And look what he says in verse 34. We're in Luke chapter 2, verse 34. Then Simeon blessed them. And he said this to Mary, the baby's mother. Now, this is what he's saying to, the ba- to her, her. Can you imagine a minister? Can you imagine me saying this to you? He says, this child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall. Well, that's not very encouraging. But he will be a joy to many others. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. Man, that's kind of scary. Wait, I thought you were going to say, man, your son is going to be a blessing. He's going to be wonderful. But he says, first of all, you know what? He's going to cause a lot of people in Israel to fall. (laughs) Yeah. You know why? Jesus caused a lot of people in Israel to fall off of their high horse. They were arrogant and they were puffed up. They were leaning on their own power, their own position, their own purposes, not God's. And it shook their ground and it messed up their system. And he caused a lot of people to fall because leaders that were leading people and the people of God in the wrong direction were knocked down. God caused them to fall all because of Jesus' coming. And he goes, but you could build up your life. You could build up your life on a lot of things. But let me tell you something. Not all the things you build your life up on are going to last. Some people are building their whole life. We want to have a legacy, and we want to leave a legacy of great children. But if those children don't know the Lord, you've failed. You can say, I've built a great business, a great empire, but if it's not dedicated to the Lord, it's not going to last. You see, we build up these things in our life so many times that we build them all about us. But they're not going to last. It doesn't matter. We're building things and we're building our lives a lot of times on the wrong things. And we need to put our hope and trust in God and our hope and trust in the Lord. Yesterday we were giving out the food baskets and I'm the first station where they come. So when someone comes through the door, I go, hey, welcome. I go, what's your last name? And then they tell me, I go, your full name now? And then I find them and I go, okay, you're number 42. Tell the guy in the red cap you're number 42. Oh, you're number 12. Tell the guy in the red shirt you're number 12. And that way they go up there. And they got their basket. They got their reward. They got their blessing. They got their gift. And some lady walked in, and, and, and this guy from our church, Art, was right next to me. And, and she goes, my name is this. And I go, ma'am, I'm sorry, you're, you're not on the list. I, I go, did you call in? She goes, no. I go, well, ma'am, I, I go, your name isn't on the list. And all of a sudden, she goes, oh, well, wait, wait, wait. So-and-so bought it for me. So she gave me her name, and I go, oh, here she is. She's on the list, so you could pick it up in her her name, 
and you have to sign out for it. That way, if she shows up, we can let her know you came. Just in case she was trying to rip it off. No, I, I didn't say that out loud. I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say that, did I? Even though it's happened a few times, oh, my gosh. And I said, you're not on the list. And after she left and got her basket that was under the name of somebody else, Art goes, that'll preach, Pastor. And I go, what's that? She's not on the list. She tried to drop somebody else's name. My dad's a Christian, my mom's a Christian, my dad, my brother and sister are Christian, my whole family are Christian. What do you mean I'm not on the list? But some of you have not signed up. Some of you have not received joy. Some of you have not accepted Jesus. Some of you are still not on the list. So my question is, are, are you on the list? Because let me tell you something. We have to put our trust in the Lord. We got to put our trust. We all put our trust in something. We really do. We put our trust in, in things all the time. Look, when you came in here, you came and just sat down. Now, I wasn't here when everyone came in, but I, I've never seen someone come in here and test the seat and pick it up and look at make sure it's welded right. You can just come in and you trust that it's going to hold you. And you sit down. We need to put our trust in the Lord that he's going to hold us and he's going to carry us and he's going to minister to us and he's going to be with us. What are you holding on to that doesn't matter? What are you holding on to that you're putting your trust in more than in the Lord? You need to put your whole trust in him. I bring you to the last thing, the last, the fifth truth that I see in this story and that week comes from Mary. And we see that joy is a, many times a difficult choice. Joy is a difficult choice. When Mary was approached, you remember we read the story. When the angel came to her, she was terrified. But finally she said, you know what? I know I haven't been with a man. I haven't been with Joseph. I haven't messed up. I, I'm trusting God. I love the Lord. I want to serve the Lord. And I'm putting my whole trust in the Lord. And because I've put my whole trust in the Lord, and I've leaned on the Lord, and I've given everything over to the Lord, and he says he's found, I found favor in him, and I don't know what I've done, but thank you, God. But all I know is, she said, be unto me whatever thou hast said. Whatever you say, God, let it happen. And then she goes into this song, first from terror to great joy. Because of her difficult choice, she started singing. Look what it says just in, in Luke chapter 1, verse 46. I'm just going to read three verses, but there's a whole song she sings. But it says, Mary responded, oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. And she's just singing. For he took notice of this lowly servant girl. But now, and from now on, all generations will call me blessed. Wow. This is crazy, God. This was a hard decision. 
I had to give up my future. Joseph might divorce me. Joseph might put me to death. I'm going to lose everything he's promised. But God, I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to put my hope in the Lord and not in things. I'm going to put my hope in the Lord and not in a person. I'm going to put my hope in the Lord and not in a position. And God blessed her. She didn't start off with joy. She started off with fear and confusion and disturbed. Look at Luke 1. 29 through 30, confused and disturbed. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. He says, don't be afraid, Mary. Don't be afraid. You have found favor with God, but she's terrified. Joy scares us sometimes. It scares us because we have to let go of our security blanket. It scares us because we have to let go of those things that are comfortable and make us comfortable. We have to let go of the familiar. We got to let go of those things that we're trusting in. We got to let go of those things to experience joy. You have to release to take hold. What is it that you're holding on to that you lean on more than you lean on the Lord? You go, man, but you know what? It, oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> it might be tough, but I'm telling you, it's possible. Jesus Christ was our example. And in the book of Luke, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, it says, we do all this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. And then it says, <coughs> because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross. What joy was waiting him? It sure wasn't being beaten and whipped and flogged and have a crown of thorns dug into his skull and nailed on a cross. It was a joy that was awaiting him. That was on the other side of the cross, meaning you and me and all the generations that have accepted his salvation. He said, disregarding his shame, and now he is seated in a place of honor beside God's throne. He endured it all because he knew it was going to be worth it. Do you understand you are worth dying for? Some of you have thought of killing yourself. Ah, I'm not even worth living. I'm going to kill myself. And God's saying, no, I died for you. That's how valuable you are. I died for you. Don't you understand? Lasting joy. In the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 11, it says, I have told you these things so that you may be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. <coughs> he wants us to have overflowing joy. Joy that endures anything we face. Joy that endures the good times and the hard times. The blessed times and the lean times. <coughs> joy. And to have this kind of joy, you got to let go of your security blanket. You got to let go of your security system. You got to let go of that thing that you have created that you know you got your backup. That's all right. If this doesn't work, I got this lined up. There's some people that have relationships like that. They're dating someone, but they're dating someone else on the side. Just in case this one doesn't work, at least I got this. No, I really mean that. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you even carry that into your marriage. Well, I'm not doing anything wrong. We just, we're just friends that keep in touch. And then if you have a problem with your marriage, immediately you're already hooking up with this person. There's something wrong with that. See, you have these security systems in your life. 
that, you know what, if I can't make it, I'll just sell drugs again. You know what, if I can't make it, I'll just have my little movida, my little, my little scam thing that I got going. See, if, if I can't make it, I got things I'm going to lean on. I got people and places and things, but they're not godly. And then you don't know why you're not blessed because you're leaning on your own self and not trusting in him. We've got to choose to put our hope in the Lord. Some of you are mad. You're angry. You're cynical. You're scared. You're non-trusting. Or you could just put your trust in the joyous person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you're overwhelmed because you don't know what to do. And God is calling you because joy is here. Joy is present. Joy has been sent. Joy is a journey. Oh, it might be scary, but I'm telling you, when you receive joy, you're going to be singing like Mary. You're going to be celebrating. So I pray that today, if you've never put your trust in Jesus, that you would do that. If you've never given your life to the Lord, that you would say, Pastor, I want to do that. Is there anyone here today? Just raise your hand. Say, that's me, Pastor. I've never done that. I've never done that before. Well, then I'm going to celebrate that you have. Because I don't know why you and I wouldn't want to. But would you stand to your feet and pray with me? And if you're overwhelmed with something, you might be going through some real painful situation in life. You might be going through a hardship. Someone just told me that this morning I was praying with somebody because their cancer came back. Some of you, your problem came back. You thought you had overcome and it knocked on your door and showed up again. Some of you are overwhelmed right now because you think Christmas is all about stuff, but it's really all about Him. Would you come and say, God, I, I can't carry this anymore. If you want prayer, make your way up. If you need prayer, come and say, God, I need you so desperately to carry this burden from me. Feel free to come up. Let us pray. Let us rejoice. Let us worship. Sing it out to the glory of God. Would you lead us? So worthy of every song could ever sing. So worthy of all the praise we could ever bring.
holy no matter what we're going through no matter what we've experienced we're putting our hope and trust in you we're believing that God you're going to watch over us and if you be for us God we know that we're already victors we have the victory the battle belongs to the Lord and you have made us more than conquerors so Father I pray blessing I prayed for the broken and the distraught right now raise them up I pray for those that, Lord, are ready to give up, that, Lord, you show them that you are the new beginning. You're the beginning and the end, everything in between. 
So, Father God, in Jesus' name, we put our hope and trust in you. And we're going to believe for a great move of your spirit in our life, in the life of our family, our home, our workplace, our school, and in this congregation. Be with everyone online, God. They've taken time to join us and worship you. Bless them overwhelmingly good. Let them experience your goodness and mercy. We pray for tonight's ministry event. That God, you be with everyone involved. And we pray this in the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And God's people shout out, amen. Praise the Lord, church. God bless you. Greet somebody on the way out and be blessed.